Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. First man up, Kyle Schwarber. Blast one. Straight away center field. Trout is back, looking up, and it is gone. Off the batter's eye, well up off the ivy. And Kyle Schwarber with a leadoff home run on the first pitch of the night. It's his 13th of the year, and it's 1-0 Phillies. Now look back at second in the pitch to stop. Swing and a high drive, right field, deep. Ward going back at the track, looks up, it's gone! And there it is for Bryson Stott. His first major league home run. And it's a three-run shot over the out-of-town scoreboard. Phillies now lead it forward to nothing. Well, that's all you needed. There you go. Good morning, everybody. Phillies crushed the Angels last night in their 10 to nothing in their first game under new uh, or interim manager Rob Thompson. Kyle Schwarber homers twice. Bryce Harper homers twice. Young Bryson Stott nails his first. Zach Eflin goes eight scoreless. The what are the Broad Street Bashers? Whatever they finally show up. Good morning, Jody McDonald. All they needed to do was fire the manager, and all is well, Jody. Rob Thompson undefeated. How long can he keep this up? I don't know. Till were... about ten thirty tonight after the game is over and done. What can he go to two and zero? Maybe there was um. What's his name? We, I, I heard him. Uh, Howard talking about Chip Kelly when they fired Chip Kelly. They brought in uh, what's his name? The offensive Pat coordinator. Shermer. Yeah, Shermer coached one game, one and zero. Oh. So there you yes. go. Retired, undefeated as the Eagles coach. I don't think Rob Thompson is uh, planning on retiring anytime soon, though. All right. Well, that's the big news. He is Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. It's Mack and Mack. Always a pleasure. Uh, And we are working this morning and today up until 1 o'clock. And, of course, we follow the big news yesterday of the firing of Joe Girardi. Um, Just to give you the background, I think everybody knows the Phillies had – the fourth highest payroll in baseball, $240 million. They were aggressive last offseason. They were came into the year with pretty high expectations. I think Vegas had them at least, if not winning the division, getting into the playoffs. And now they sit third in the East. What now? Six games under five hundred after last night's win. Something had to happen. Jody McDonald, was it the right move yesterday to say goodbye to Joe Girardi? They actually picked up a game in the National League East last night. The uh, oh, Mets well. got beat by the Dodgers late, so they're only 11 games out. <laughs> As we sit here in the first week of June, already 11 games out of first place. Yeah, they had to do what they had to do. I, I was a big Girardi fan, loved when the Phillies hired him, thought that he was the best possible fit out there when they decided to move on from Gabe Kapler. 
Uh, I still think he's a good manager, but he did not do a good job here. He had his chances. Uh, as you mentioned, they did a lot to improve this club, at least on paper, during the offseason, and you did not see the results on the field, and that's the way the job works. And uh, according to Dave Dombrowski, who spoke yesterday, uh, Joe handled it like a true professional and with class, but he also knew it was coming. He knows that's the way it works in baseball specifically, but in all sports, it's a results-oriented business, and the Phillies were not getting the results, and Joe Girardi paid for it with his job, and I thought Rob Thompson was the best of the guys on their current bench. Dombrowski did a good job of, of explaining the fact that they couldn't start a managerial search. Someone had to take over. Yep. Otherwise, you need to go through a process, and they were going to select someone within the organization, and Rob Thompson, who was Joe Girardi's right-hand man, uh, seemed to be the guy who was the best fit, and I agree with that selection at this time. Uh, I feel badly for Girardi, but he had to go. I said on my CBS show on the weekends uh, after they did what they did against the Mets, I said if he gets swept by Gabe Kapler and the Giants this week, he's going to go. Well, uh, I, I wondered if the Wednesday win was going to be enough to save his job. And all day Thursday and a lot of contemplation by Dave Dombrowski led to Girardi's ouster. Yeah, uh, so I want to play, a, this is a quote from Dombrowski, kind of talking about uh, Moshe. I think this is the one when he, he kind of knew it was time. Is that right? I yes, think. indeed. Okay, Moshe, give it, give it a hit. No, I don't think really a per se tipping point. We haven't played well for a while. It's something that, um, you know, in your own mind, I don't. You're, you're thinking of what makes you better for an extended period. So, again, being around the club day in and day out, um, it was one where I think that when I just looked at how we had played over the the road trip at the end with against the, the Mets there, uh, we played against San Francisco the first couple of games, all tough losses, right? But then when I looked, uh, of course, at the schedule and you're looking at, okay, if you're going to make a move, what time frame makes sense? And I looked towards the Thursday off day if we're going to do it. And, and really, I, I, it is something I've been thinking about because I haven't really thought that the club has played as well as what we're capable of playing and just a different chemistry. But, um, you know, I got some rest on uh, Wednesday night, which has been hard to do with some of the length of the games that we played um, <laughs> and some of the travel that we had, and it's something I had been contemplating. And I woke up and went for a jog, and I came back and really thinking, you know what, this is, this is the right thing to do at this time. I think it's the best for our, our organization. All right, so a couple things. First of all, um, as in almost all of these cases, you need a scapegoat when a team is underperforming, and the manager is usually a scapegoat, so it was Girardi. It's not Girardi's fault, per se, that Kyle Schwarber was hitting under 200. It's not Girardi's fault that Alec Bohm has a slugging percentage of 352. It's not Girardi's fault that this team's defense is one of the worst in Major League Baseball. Uh, so... The head has to go, and it's his. But it is. But he did contribute to it, um, Jody. I felt he was lifeless. I felt that um, just his lack of fire in, in in standing up for his players and standing up to umpires. He gave the appearance of a guy just collecting a paycheck. Um, the team seemed lifeless, and part of it I know is how this team plays the game. Right? They have a lot of strikeouts. They don't put a lot of balls in play. So often it's guys. You know, swinging three times and walking back to the dugout. I, I don't know if that's going to change. But I think that Girardi really hurt himself in his poor use of the bullpen, which, you know, I mean, I was at a game last year. He tried to put in a reliever, wasn't in the active roster. 
Um, the decision to start Bailey Falter last week, maybe it wasn't his decision, but it really hurt him. Um, his kind of demeanor in the dugout when the camera would be on him and it just would always be his face looking down into his binder. He is not to blame for many of the things on this team, but he made it easy for him to be the fall guy. That's my take. I basically agree with everything you just said. Um, uh, if if you're a motivated player, a veteran player, a guy who's been around, a guy who signed a uh, $76 or $80 million contract during this offseason, if you need to be motivated by your manager, shame on you. Uh, that they've got enough veteran guys here that Joe's demeanor in the uh, locker room I, I don't think is the main problem. And if it's an issue with some of these players, shame on them. No, it's more his tactical decisions. And they tried to upgrade the bullpen during this offseason. Jerry is familiar, isn't what he used to be. Uh, Corey Kniebel had a bad week. That'll help to get your manager fired as well. The James Norwoods of the world just don't really belong in the big leagues, and that's an organizational thing. But Girardi's calling on him to come out of the pen. He's keeping in Nick Nurse for a save situation on the road trip because, God forbid, Sir Anthony go Jody, in. God bless you. I think Nick Nurse is an NBA coach. What I say? Nick, Nick, Nick Nelson. My bad. Thank you, Nick Nurse. Thank you for correcting me. I, I, I'm going to do that ten times before the end of the show. That's okay. Um, I'd rather have Nick Nurse. Maybe with the way Nick Nelson pitched. And he actually had a good eighth inning, but you pushed him to go to a, next, yeah. a second inning and a ninth inning because Sir Anthony, who didn't pitch the day before, wasn't like the Joe Girardi can't pitch three days in a row rule. He had not pitched the day before, and in one of the weekend games, he had only thrown 11 pitches. But we're not going to take a chance with Sir Anthony because he's coming off as many injuries as he does. Joe, if he didn't realize that his job was kind of hanging in the balance, then shame on him. He could have been uh, critiqued the other way that Girardi is managing in June as if his job's not. Well, it was. And we found out it was. And he's now unemployed. Yes. So, to me, it was much more his decisions and the uh, things that he did within games that cost him his job than his overall attitude. These these are, should be self-motivated players. No, no, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. He just he just looks so laconic out there. But, yes, it, it, it was those decisions, and it always was the kind of – well, you know, it's a long season, and I don't want to get the guys, uh, you know, to uh, work to, to too many innings now. I read a piece this week by Mike Vaccaro in the New York Post. You probably know Mike. Very sure. good, no good columnist, right? And he did a profile of Buck Showalter, whose Mets were at war. I don't know what the record is now. It's a few days ago. They were 35-17 and 17 when he wrote this thing. And he said that um, Showalter's theme with this team today is worry about today Tomorrow will take care of itself. And, and there's a quote from him. He says, I'm in the here and now. It's something you learn in the first week of, catch, of coaching. Excuse me. Coaching 101. The trick is the buy-in. I want this team to treat every game like it's the most important item on their daily agenda and act accordingly. We'll worry about the next day the next day. And I never got that sense from Girardi. I always got the sense from Girardi, which is, well, you know, I'm going to need these arms in October. Well, Probably not. Uh, and and his decisions to not use pitchers when kind of the circumstance called for it really hurt. Uh, Rob Thompson yesterday actually spoke to that, was asked about that. I think, if I am correct, I think he was asked by Todd Zalecki. Todd's going to be joining us at 11 o'clock. 
and he was asked, is there a time when, are you, are you going to have the same rigid usage policies as Girardi? Is the time you might go to reliever third game in a row? Moshe, hit that one if you would. Yeah, so we're now into June, and I'm not going to say we do it every time because every, we do it, take it case by case. We used Familia the other night three, night, three days in a row. So we're going to do it case by case. If they got low pitch counts the first two nights and the guy looks you in the eye and he says, hey, I'm good to go, then, and you trust him, then it's a possibility. It makes sense to me, Jody. Absolutely. And I don't know why Girardi wasn't of the same mindset from the beginning of this season. Good for Rob Thompson that he is already open-minded to uh, taking it on a case-by-case basis. That's one of the problems with Girardi was I don't think there was case-by-case basis. There were certain things that he felt as tenants of the way you manage a baseball team that he wasn't going to adjust to. He wasn't going to change. He was going to stick to them. And, oh, by the way, you have a game plan when you come into a season. You're hoping to be at a specific level, win as many games. Uh-oh, we're not as good as we thought we are. Guess what? you got to adapt and change on the fly. And I don't think Joe Girardi did that this year, and I'm not sure that has ever been part of Joe Girardi's way of doing things. Yeah. I, I, I think you said at the start of the show, I had such expectations for him coming in. Uh, I was really excited about the hiring of Joe Girardi. And thought, you know, this is a guy, clearly he had a ton of talent in New York, but still, this is a guy who knows how to win. I always liked his personality. I liked him on TV. I met him once uh, before he was here. I think we had him as a guest one time, and he was good. Uh, And I just had such high expectations. It's such a disappointment. I I know you feel the same way. Exactly the same. Um, As a matter of fact, my daughter was working for the MLB Network while Girardi was there. And she Uh said, couldn't have been a nicer guy couldn't have been an easier going guy that even though he was a manager who had won a World Series and some of the other guys they had on the air at MLB didn't have the kind of resume or accomplishment Joe Girardi did. Oh, he'd volunteer for anything. Go on remotes, go shoot stuff at high school fields, stuff like that. She couldn't have liked Joe Girardi more, and she, like me, was very excited when he came here. She was ready to pull the plug on our buddy Joe Girardi before I was. I I stayed the course longer than she did, and I finally wilted this past week when uh, he just got handled by Atlanta and then swept by the Mets. You knew it was time. Yeah, and maybe he goes somewhere else and has success. I'm sure he'll go back to TV and do well. So the big question now is can they overcome it? Uh, According to fan graphs as of before last night's game, they had a 21% chance of making the postseason, which I guess is that third wild card. Jody, help me because I can't keep track. Is the third wild card any more – or the, how many wild cards they have now? Three, four wild cards? Three wild cards. Is it a, is it a one-gamer or did they make it into a best of three? Um, no, the the top team gets a bye. It gets a bye, right. They added one more wild card. At the year of the pandemic, there was an even extra wild card. Now there's uh, one less than that, but one more than there used to be. So the uh, first teams get uh, the, the team with the best record overall in the league gets to buy. The other two divisional winners play the other two wild card teams uh, in a best of five series. Best of five. Okay. So you get in, you, so. guess the be- you get a best of five. So it's not just that one, one game affair. All right. So Correct. it's legitimate playoffs. All right, so they got it. They got a, uh, as I said, they got a twenty-one percent chance. Um, you've lost one of your most dependable offensive players in Gene Segura for the next twelve weeks. 
You got Bryce Harper DHing, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. We don't know if he's going to be able to last the season. Uh, I think other than that, you're relatively healthy. Am I th- forgetting somebody else? Uh, no, you ran him okay. down. Okay. Uh, you know the bullpen is short. You know what it is. You know what the defenses, defensive issues are, which compounds the problems in your bullpen. Can they, at this point, still make a run to get into the postseason? Uh, the short answer to your question is yes. First of all, i got to correct myself. Two divisional winners get by. So the third divisional winner with the uh, lowest record joins the three wild cards. So you're correct. There are three wild cards. Um, God, that can they, like, can they that, de- that sentence just felt like doing taxes. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. can, I, hate, can, I hate when sports is just math. Well, it is, but I know, it's, I know. that's not Glenn McNair or Jody McDonald's fault. That's the Players Association and MLB through their ongoing negotiations and collective bargaining agreement that held the season up uh, before it ever started. Uh, can they be one of those three wild cards? Yes, they surely can. Even the, though the standings would say probably not, even though Fangraph says 21%. Well, 21% isn't zero. It's not a great number, but it's not zero either. They, as Dave Dombrowski said yesterday, should be better than than what they've done so far this year. So can they get into the mix for something like that? Yes. I think the Mets have kind of run away and hid in the division. They've been as good as they have been. Sons, DeGrom, and Scherzer, who at some point are going to come back. And even if they're not DeGrom and Scherzer, they're going to be damn good. So the Mets are going to be very tough to catch. That's what you're targeting, one of those three wild card spots. And should they be attempting to get in that? Uh, We haven't even reached the one-third of the season mark. we got two more games to go before we hit that. Yes, that's why they did what they did. That was a big reason why they did what they did yesterday, Glenn, because they sure as heck have not given up on the season. Okay, good. Well, that's good. And I think every fan who has so far not enjoyed the season at least holds out that little bit of hope that they're not ready to just throw it all away. What difference can Rob Thompson make? You, you change the manager. We talked about how you know he may change some of the strategies, how he uses the relievers, maybe stretch out the starters a little bit. God, don't pull the you know he, he pulls his starter. He Girardi pulled his starters so early. Um, but you have a 58 year old baseball lifer, bench coach, minor league catcher, third baseman. It does sound like the prototypical right major league manager, former minor league catcher who's been hanging around forever. Uh, he, he's, he has a good resume as a coach, coached to the Yankees for 10 years, um, mostly for Girardi when he was there. Um, we came here with Gabe, I think in 2018, does he come in with the chops to change things? Does he need to change things? Uh, yeah, he's got to change some things because otherwise why even fire the manager? If you're not just going to get his uh, little brother to come in and do exactly the same, uh, you wouldn't bother firing Girardi. Uh, so, yes, I think he will change some. Massively changing? No. His personality is somewhat Girardi-like, but he needs to tr- strategically be different than Girardi, and I think he's a smart enough guy uh, to know that, and I think he will do that. Uh, we got two men say, I'll tell you a quick story. One of the calls I got yesterday when we found out Rob Thompson was going to be the next Phillies manager was from uh, Joseph Anthony Aloysius McDonald Sr., oh. my dad. He's known Robbie Thompson sneaking up on 30 years. Yeah, by the way, for those who don't know, and probably most people do, Jody McDonald's father is a baseball lifer, including a, being a long-term general manager. Still works as a scout? No, just re- he retired. He what? called it. He called it a career before what? the pandemic. 
Uh, oh, perfect well, timing, timing because he was going to do minor league baseball. Oh, shoot, there was no minor league baseball uh, in good. 2020. What, what your dad got, what, 70-year career? Something like that, right? 60-something. Uh, I don't God think he made 70, him. but uh, he, he scouted into his 90s. Uh, so he did it for a very long period of time. But he was with the Detroit Tigers when they drafted Robbie Thompson. And he was an okay player. It didn't look like he was going to be a big leaguer, but he was an absolute hard worker and a guy who was a uh, student of the game. And my father, when his playing days were over and they were going to release him, offered him a job within the organization, and his coaching slash managing career took off. And they really liked him and thought he had a chance to be a big league manager someday. And one year, the New York Yankees kind of came in and pilfered him away and gave him a job in their organization. And that's when the relationship started with Girardi and the like. So my father at a game at the Yankees minor league home in Tampa uh, during the season, watching the uh, uh, A-League Tampa Bay team play, uh, went upstairs to the press box and he pushed the wrong button on the elevator. He was supposed to go to two, so instead he pushed three. And he ended up on the floor that is solely there for the owner of the New York Yankees, George Steinbrenner, who's never there. This is June or July, and he's never there. But sure enough, the Yankees are playing the Rays that day. So he stopped by the complex to get something out of his office before going across the uh, bay there to go to the trap and watch the Yankees in the race play. So Steinbrenner and my father knew each other. So, oh, Joe, how are you? Gave him a big hug. They shoot the breeze for about 45 seconds, pleasantries. And my father says, George, I got a bone to pick with you. You stole Robbie Thompson from me this offseason. We love the kid. How did you notice to give him a minor league job? And Steinbrenner looked my father back in the eyes and said, yeah, but you stole Willie McGee from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was a much bigger deal that helped the Cardinals win a World Series. Oh, yeah. So George was pretty uh, smart on his feet. He was pretty quick and uh, kind of got my father to back off his critique of having stolen Robbie Thompson. But my dad has known Robbie for 30-plus years, and uh, he is just a tremendous baseball guy. And we'll see if he's got the chops to be a major league manager. We'll see what happens. I know that there's not a single Philly fan who – has enjoyed watching this season. It has been painful. It has been dull. It has been frustrated. The fans don't want to accept that it's over. I mean, three months until the Eagles season, and we really have nothing else. So you want the Phillies to give it a run, try to be in the race, aren't ready to pull the plug. And so maybe, just maybe, this turns it around. Maybe they get a little energy. Maybe Rob Thompson makes a couple of changes that have impact. Maybe just things are ready to move, and they will be positive. We will see. Um, they got one of the longest droughts in the major leagues and making the playoffs. It would be nice to see that end now. 215-592-9494. Let me, let me um, say a couple things. First of all, at 11 o'clock, we're going to be talking to Todd Zalecki, get his lowdown on this. We're going to work the NBA playoffs into the show. Eagles make some interesting changes in the front office. Jody and I will be discussing that later on in the show. Whatever else is on your mind, you are certainly welcome to uh, join in uh, and contribute at 215-592-9494. Also, let me just say... Um, on a personal note, I appreciate all of the kind words and notes that came in to Ray Dinger and to me after our last two shows last week. It was really appreciative. By the way, if you're up in the Camp Hill, Pennsylvania area today, Jody, could you find Camp Hill, Pennsylvania on a map? Uh, no, but you got phones that tell you how to get there nowadays. I've been there once. They have a great burrito place. 
Is in, in Canada? Oh, that's where I would think to go for Mexican food. <laughs> okay. Well, Mosh, here's good news for you. After the show, well, you're going to have to move fast, Mosh. You may not be able to make it. I'm here but, till five. I'm not making it. Oh, you're out. But but Ray is signing copies of his books at the Barnes and Nobles at the Camp Hill Shopping Center. The guy retires and spends his first week driving two hours each way to Camp Hill. But if you are there from 1 to 3 p.m. today, Ray is signing copies of his books. Um, as far as this show, we're, we're a week or two away from announcing the full plan for these six hours of weekend real estate. It will it will happen, but I am I, I think I can I think I can safely say that i am happy that jody mcdonald will be a part of it moving forward so there we go all right we will be back and discuss much more and again would love your input as well with jody mcdonald i'm glenn mack now saturday morning on 94 wip we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.